1: That's com Code program. It's Bud Pod 212. 212.
2: 1, 2. Glue, gum, glue. Glue, 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 gum, glue. Glue, gum, glue. That's hard to say. Glue, gum, glue. Glue, gum, glue. Yeah. It's Ugh. sticky. It's a sticky episode,
1: baby. <laughs> the stickiest episode yet. Glue, gum glue. G and glut are. Maybe they're my my uh, tongue twister sounds. Really? Gugler, yeah. Gugler. Gugler, Gugler. Gus glugged a glue gun goo. Gus glugged a glass of glue gun glue. Ooh! Why are you so good
2: at gluzz? <laughs> I've I've a very um, limber tongue. <laughs> it can go all sorts <laughs> of ways. Sort of it it goes sideways <laughs> and up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I can't do any of the tongue sculptures, though. You know, people can roll their tongue into... A, yeah, there you are. You're doing it there. I cannot...
1: I can do the little um, tube Yeah. one. Yeah, I can't, you can't do, do those. I can't... Mm, nothing. But the glugs are your expertise. Yeah. Anyway. But so, I can't... Okay, so if we were it. in some sort of tongue heist, Yeah. I'd be the rolling guy. You'd be the glug guy.
2: Yeah, right. Those like, would be our strengths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's quite rare. Not mean, don't mean to blow my trumpet. It's quite rare not to be able to do them. I don't know. But yeah, I'm proud of that.
1: You're proud of not being able to do <laughs> yeah, because it's roly rarer. tongue things? Because it's rarer. <laughs> because it's rare. Yeah. Wow. That is the <laughs> ultimate like market-based valuation of...
2: <laughs> well, it's like it's like blue eyes, right? Blue eyes are yeah. actually a lack of pigment, but they're rarer and mm. considered more valuable because they're rarer. But they are in fact a lack of, lack of something.
1: Yes. Are they more
2: valuable? I think they're more... Yeah, I would say blue eyes are considered more valuable than, say,
1: brown eyes. Maybe. They're more fetishized.
2: Yes, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you want your your unrollable tongue to become a more fetishized... (laughs)
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Was that one of... um is Go- signs of a ubermensch. Yeah, the blue eyes, the flat unrollable tongue. <laughs> is that one of the things the Nazis uh, were keen on. <laughs> if you can roll your tongue, you're not pure. Yeah, that's right. Um, it is. It is weird, isn't it? How none of the senior Nazis fit their own description of the ideal person.
2: They all hated themselves. They all body yeah. dysmorphia beer. <laughs> <God>. You know. <laughs>
1: We are only ever days away from seeing that tweet in the wild. Yeah, yeah. That the senior Nazis.
2: The real, the Nazis can't be blamed. They had body dysmorphia.
1: Or even nevermind can't be blamed. Just the fact, just like speculating wildly on the body dysmorphic problems of high-ranking oh, fascists. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's probably already happened. Yeah. Awful. The internet is a terrible place.
2: I I can't wait for the tweet that tries to say that uh, the Nazis' um, uh, superiors were themselves victims of white supremacist beauty standards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's hard to know if that will come from a hard left or hard right uh, publication. That's
2: why it's so exciting, Pierre. That's why we live in such exciting times. The
1: ultimate horseshoe article. (laughs) The article that turns the horseshoe into an iron ring. (laughs) leaps the barriers between the two um we've been on tour buddy boy we've been on tour on the road
2: Mm -hmm. i've been on my wang and their baby stand-up tour pierre's been doing the opening spot it's been it's been a delight people Uh, have been real cool last last weekend we were at where were we at we were at sheffield we were in leicester yes we were in Machantlef.
1: You were in Machantlef. Oh, I was in Machantlef. I had to miss out on my rural Welsh adventure evening because there was simply no logistically feasible way of getting back in time to be on the old Frank Skinner radio show on Saturday mornings. There was also no place for you because it was a festival show. It's true. No timing. Only one hour.
2: Only wine.
1: Excuse me for these adjustment noises for anyone driving thinks their car is falling to bits um only yeah, it's wang
2: been, it's been good um been bumping into pod buds on the road yeah we've been eating big bref- breakfasts together huge
1: breakfasts <laughs> omelets overflowing i've been eating breakfast like uh have you ever seen that thing that goes around about hunter s thompson's breakfast no It's it's just a it's a list from rolling stone maybe a profile or something about what Huntress Thompson has for breakfast. Hunter X. Thompson. Hunter X. Thompson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be a great item on a menu for like an insane big American-themed um, themed dish. But it's always like, oh, a key lime pie and an omelette and sausages and bacon. And it's like an insane list. And it's, yeah. and it's like also like whiskey and cocaine and all kinds of stuff. For breakfast. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the point is that it's not what he takes in for breakfast. It's what he has okay he doesn't have it all he was a famously thin athletic guy right so everyone was like wow what a kooky kook and it's like yeah he didn't have it he was obsessed with choice
2: okay he could I have a tiny
1: that. bit of key lime pie if he wanted yeah but he demanded or ideally he would have it there
2: this sounds like a man after my own heart to be honest
1: you're a little choice boy as well
2: but i but more than that i hate waste so i would not be able to do that
1: what if there was a way of it being all fridged and then used again
2: Yes. Really? Okay. <laughs> yes, so I would t- do that? Yes, yeah, all right.
1: What if Yeah, then I'm what, then I'm on board. What if there was a man in a, a shawl called the Breakfast Beggar? Okay. Who was always there ready to receive anything that didn't get and eaten. And he'd just eat the rest. He'd scurry off with it.
2: Okay. Is he a decent guy?
1: For a breakfast beggar? Yeah. <laughs> sure, you know. Okay. You've never you don't, he scurries away back to his cavern though. You're not sure if he's eating at all. Hmm.
2: And he doesn't seem any better each time I see him. He doesn't seem to.
1: He seems like he's survived. Right. From he lives yeah. in the woods in a cabin. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. sure. You have to presume that he's eating it. He definitely wants it a lot. Yeah, he's I've... definitely really pleased to get it from me.
2: I'd like to know what. Well, I'd like to know that he's not doing anything untoward in that cabin. For you're, me right,
1: to 100% board, you're right. Be hundred percent on. You're right. He's fucking the omelets.
2: <sighs> yeah, or, or like, uh, oh, he's kidnapping people. Oh, like feeding or... his
1: captives with it.
2: Yeah. Do you want the, him to go unfed, though, the other Yeah, I know it's tough. It's it's, it's a
1: moral dilemma for sure. The breakfast beggar. The dilemma. breakfast
2: beggar. I think I will. Yeah, I'll I'll take it with the breakfast breakfast beggar. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I can only I can only I can only worry about my own sphere of influence. That's what
1: I was hoping you'd say. Yes. That's the philosophical lesson of the breakfast beggar. <laughs> the philosophical... <laughs> The philosophical lesson of the breakfast beggar is that you you can only go on what you can know. Oh yeah, only what you know. What you can ensure, and what we know, the limited amount we know, is that there is a breakfast beggar. Yes. He's really happy to have the food. Yes. And he seems to be surviving. Surviving between between you giving it bouts of breakfast between breakfast bouts. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I, I get annoyed whenever I see people using that list and being like, wow, what, I, I I would be sick halfway through this. breakfast because That's not the point. Right, right, right. And I always thought like he can't be eating it. It must be something to do with his obsession with like choice and like America is about choice and having everything you want. Mm. And waste and the waste is fine because you're so doing so well. Yeah. Or whatever, as a nation, as a person. And then I read, it's on the shelves over here somewhere, the joke's, jokes over, Ralph Steadman's account of what the cartoonist. Is oh, a,
2: for Fear and Loathing. Yeah. yeah,
1: of what it was actually like to have to work with a fucking guy, and it's really worth reading because it it shows you the not fun side of working with a crazy drug addict. I would have, I would have thought is mostly not fun, but it's never it comes up. All oh, right, everyone's yeah. always like, "Wow, you know, he's so crazy," and you go, "Yeah," and and they go, "Yeah, great guy," and you go, Ugh. "But it must have been horrible at one point. Like, he's got to have a hangover at some point, right?"
2: Well, I mean, for reading Fear and Loathing, I did not. I did not envy any really any of it. I mean, I envied sort of the the glamour. I couldn't believe how much money magazines used to have.
1: Oh, insane! Yeah, crazy.
2: Like, yeah. So, like, he's there for what Esquire or Vanity Fair? Rolling
1: Stone was his normal one, but maybe he was sent out there. Yeah, could have been Vanity Fair actually.
2: Yeah, but they had like money to put these people up in nice hotels and yeah. Get them nice cars and rent them nice cars, and like they just phone if they need something, they just phone into the office, and it would be sorted. Yeah, it's crazy. The idea of a magazine without kind of money now—it's
1: the same as Google. All the all the money that magazines used to have is just in Google now.
2: Mm. Right, because they were the advertisers.
1: All the advert money. Yeah, all the advert money upstream from our local press and our magazines is just behind an enormous money dam labeled Google and Facebook, and that's why their employees have free cafeterias yeah et cetera et cetera yeah' it's I've eaten at the,
2: the Google cafeteria at King's Cross It's nice, <laughs> it's free, you get what you like, and it's 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 a tr- it's a culinary trip around the world here every day. <laughs> it's I the can't whole floor of this, I of, can't
1: imagine how fat the breakfast beggars are <laughs> at the google campus,
2: <laughs> yeah
1: um, and all the breakfast beggars have got like uh bluetooth earpieces and uh, those like uh, motorized unicycle thingies and they'd be, they be called booglers or something
2: so like because like, every google uh, google is weirdly cutesy for a huge multi-billion the google company. boogers like i know you know i know people <laughs> st- when people start off there they're called nooglers because they're new googlers that's gross and i think dogs are called dooglers like gross. office dogs are called dooglers so yeah gross i think the
1: breakfast tick gross the breakfast
2: burglar would be a, would be a boogler
1: for bookfist the bookfist booglers <laughs> bookfist boogler yeah. Oh my God. It's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I always knew, like the guys who work at Disney are Imagineers. Yeah, I don't like that. It's all very just like cult. Sinister, cutesy, yeah. Mm, I don't like it. I don't
2: like it. But the um... anyway, tell us what you think, Podbuds, <laughs> about I'm unnecessarily naming people associated with institutions.
1: Tell us what you think about corporatist cults. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Ralph Steadman is worth reading it because he pointed, he said that like the, one of the things that really irritated him about, about Huntress Thompson was that he would pick at things.
2: Oh yeah. I hate watching people pick at food.
1: He's a food picker. So no. like, and and it's like, oh, and for Huntress Thompson and the same little thing that goes around the internet, breakfast was from like 11am to like 5pm and you go, yeah. Cause he was sitting and reading newspapers and picking, mm. not because he was like, the fat guy from that Monty Python sketch, <laughs> and just inhaling big sausages and key lime pie, yeah, and blow and wild think, turkey whiskey.
2: What do you think is this fascination with the sort of Henry VIII figure of this,
1: yeah, this insatiable eater? I think it's. In fact, I read a really interesting. It might have been Daniel Lavery who wrote it, talking about how the most popular cartoon characters fit this like medieval requirement that we have for like, the big fat good time guy. Hmm. Homer mm. Simpson. Oh, yeah. Homer Simpson. Fun. Glutton.
2: Yes. Wimpy. Neighbour. Huh? Wimpy from Wimpy. Popeye.
1: Fun. Glutton.
2: Fred Flintstone.
1: Fred Flintstone. Desperate Dan.
2: Yes. Big
1: Pies. Garfield. Garfield. Mm. Ned Flanders. Lame. Self-restraint. Religion. Discipline.
2: Yes. Ripped.
1: Ripped in the yeah. end. Yeah. They made out. him ripped very amusingly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so blessed is he. But yeah, just this thing of like people, it's, 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 do you think it's also relates to like mukbang? Like the people Uh, on YouTube who just eat vast amounts and get really, really fat for people's enjoyment. Part of us wants to live through them.
2: uh, Yeah. It's a symbol of prosperity, I guess. Yeah. Right. We can't, our lizard brain still associates it with having no worries and no, um, no difficulties in life. Yeah. You know, being... uh,
1: swimming in abundance joseph grimaldi who i have a book about up there
2: why does that name ring a bell
1: grimaldi cemetery near um king's cross and grimaldi uh i think it's called grimaldi day the clown service in dalston clown's church clown's church yeah yeah, yeah. it's a it's a church and it's taken over by clowns for all the clowns who've died and they have a clown service Oh, wow. i've been to it it's very famous oh okay and they're all dressed as clowns and it's a whole thing yeah um, Grimaldi, uh, invented, uh, panto and clowning, basically. So, like, white face, colourful clothes. That's him. That's an actual guy.
2: Right. Okay, okay, okay.
1: That's white face. Oh, he invented well, panto? He helped to start panto. He was one of the guys who helped start, I think, the first ever panto, Mother Goose. Oh. Mother Goose, um, pantos, rather, used to have clowning in. There used to be comedic intervals of clowning. And then gradually the panto bit grew and the clowning bit disappeared. Right. And
2: was the panto bit always comic itself?
1: Yeah, but also sort of moralistic and yeah. But one of his first characters or like jokes that he would do it was that he'd be in what they called slap and motley, so <laughs> makeup, white face paint, and the motley clothes,
2: motley as in the the, the patchy, the patchwork. Kind yeah, of, yeah,
1: various and multicolored or multivarietal clothes. Yeah. slap and motley, and he would eat big strings of sausages, ah. like miming them, right? Like through a trick, it would look like he would like like a cartoon to swallow loads of sausages. Yeah, dang. And be like, oh, yeah. like yum. And everyone was like, "Yeah," <laughs> laughing and stuff. That's what we want: Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, and Scooby Snacks, big sandwiches. Joey Tribbiani, big, yeah, fun, fun. eats a lot. Fun, sir. So fun, eats a lot.
2: Sir, so fun eats a lot. It's true. We should eat more. And like basically every if we want people American's, to think we're fun. <laughs> yeah, every American's family sitcom, pretty much.
1: Yeah, there's got to be a gluttonous character.
2: Yes, we like a glutton.
1: There's got to be and well and and uh, um, Falstaff from Shakespeare. I'm not familiar. He's the the big sort of clowny. Is he a sergeant or something? He's got some sort of position of minor authority, but he's constantly just like drinking loads of beer and having yeah. big sausages and eating and right, big and <laughs> fat and jolly. Yeah, Father Christmas.
2: Ah, Sandy, Sandy Claus. <laughs>
1: big fat, big fat <big> Santa. Claus. <laughs> What was that thing of that Father Christmas thing on the train and you you wanted to get off the train?
2: Oh no this was um when I was a kid and we were we were visiting from Malaysia we were in Stoke and we went to get on like a Christmas train ride. Yeah. Santa wasn't on it but um <laughs> but um it was it was just right after the the um, mad cow disease had become That's a thing, yeah. and um and I knew that mince pies had mince meat in them, which yeah. I thought was beef. Yeah, and I was and you knew British we, beef was to be feared. Yeah, and so we turned up with uh, the other train, and we were, we were invited into the cockpit. I don't know what the train's cockpit is called, the driver's um, room. Uh the front the driver front bit of the train and and they're like come on kids and the kids jumped on in and the driver's like this lever makes us go faster this lever makes us stop and while and i was like oh cool and while he's explaining all this one of the elves um a gal came over and said mince pie for you dave and she passed up this mince pie to him and he said oh lovely and (laughs) i thought he was going to eat a mince pie full of mad cow beef and go insane and kill us all so I, then the, the second he took, he uh, accepted the mince pies and get me off. Get, let me down. <laughs> let me off this train. Let me off. <laughs> get him off. Get him off. Get me off. And the lady had to like grab me, grab me by the armpits and lift me up and <laughs> put me down. Put me down <laughs> and I ran away.
1: It's one of my favorite <laughs> stories ever. It's so funny to me, the idea. How old would you have been?
2: Um. 17, It uh, uh, <laughs> must have been... Nine, 8, maybe? Yeah, 10, 7 or 8. Something like that.
1: And then, yeah, just watching him go, Oh, lovely. Like, slow motion. And you're just going, oh, my God. Like, your face just falling. As though you'd seen him...
2: Just, like, <laughs> eat a radioactive control rod or something. Yeah. Like, well, or turn you'd, him into you'd, a monster.
1: Or- <laughs> yeah. You'd seen him just down a load of whiskey and start twirling a gun around his fingers <laughs> and like lurching and just thinking, oh, well, we're all going to die.
2: I honestly thought he was just going to instantly turn into a monster.
1: It's so us. funny. Like the Hulk, just... <laughs> and then somehow kill everyone with a train. <laughs> These little demon pies that people still unaccountably eat. They go, yeah, it happens. I <laughs> guess it was a demon pie. Um, That was it. Yeah, I was trying to remember what... What illness it was that you feared would <laughs> transform this Mad figure Academy. in my head? In my head, the guy was dressed as Father Christmas. That's why I ask.
2: Right, right, right. No, I don't think. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Because he dressed as a
1: kind of comedically old-timey train engineer? I,
2: I, I think he was just wearing normal clothes, but maybe with a Santa hat or with some tinsel. Sure, his neck some or just, some
1: a small nod to the season. Yeah,
2: a single indicator of of the time of the year.
1: Speaking of which, Phil, it's. Normally hay fever o'clock for me, but since my bum injection, yeah, no hay fever.
2: Pierre has, or very little. Pierre has had um, a magic potion put inside his bedunka dunk, mm-hmm. and now he don't get have no hay fever no
1: more. That's that's right. I've had a potion put into my butox. Why does it have to be in your ass? I don't know. There's I, some t- injections that just have to be. I've always wondered this in your sort of flank, like you're a horse. Yeah,
2: because I thought the whole point of the blood system is that just it goes everywhere, so you just you just have to put it in somewhere, don't you?
1: Well, it was a kind of mild steroid of some kind, and I know that bodybuilders always get those terrible sores on their ass from injecting steroids in their ass, so maybe it's a steroids thing.
2: Hmm. Does it does it diffuse? Does it spread faster because your your legs are bigger? They have more capillaries in them, or
1: yeah, or like it goes everywhere because it's in your main trunks in your pipes it's all
2: it's all connected
1: yeah but maybe maybe not enough I don't get it maybe it absorbs in, maybe it's, there's an absorbent element to it so you want it to be absorbed in the core and not in like one limb no hay fever on my hand
2: but then you know you get, you get the COVID vaccine in your
1: arm and it goes everywhere yeah but that seems to be isn't it that they carry the data back to your thing that makes blood cells and then it starts making white uh, um, white blood cells then it starts making them with that knowledge already in
2: um well well no cuz you're constantly the, replacing the your... vaccine is fake fake virus
1: yeah or dead virus
2: yeah or dead virus yeah. and um the white blood cells kill that and learn from that
1: but you're always making new white blood cells yeah so i think it, it they the new ones kind of almost come back with that knowledge don't they or do they hang around for ages? We don't know any of the answers a to this. There, are doc-
2: there are Dr. Podbuds right now pulling their hair around. Oh, there's <laughs> there's the a lot of very highly qua-
1: qualified people have just put their, their smartphones into a body of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, that's true. But yeah, it's working, though, is the point. I've had to take a Because surely you should just go straight in your nose if it's a fever. The medicine yeah. should go like just a needle up in your nostril. Maybe it's just for, pe- like, it was for people who are afraid of needles, so they just go, da, 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 da. <laughs> gotcha. Gosh, maybe. And they sneak up on you?
2: Hmm. It, was, it was it a especially big needle? Because you're a psychopath who watches the needle go in. I watch it go in. This like, must have been harder if it was on your ass. Were you able to watch it go in? I was in? quite coquettish watching it go in, yeah. Quite- so you did it. You actually bent over and you had a look at it go in. Uh-huh. Honestly. Yep. That's insane, man. <laughs> that is, I think, the most disturbing thing you do.
1: Yeah, I'm inclined to agree.
2: I hate it. I really hate it. I had my my blood taken uh, recently.
1: Yeah? And,
2: yeah, I had to look away. I had to, like, think about something else. Uh, The feeling, I don't mind the feeling at all, but I I don't want to see it go in.
1: What I don't like is when they go, sharp scratch? Yeah. And then I'm waiting for it.
2: Right, right, right. So
1: I would rather know when it's going to happen. Because there's the cleaning ritual and the fiddling. Yeah. And if I'm looking away, then it's just like, hey, I hope you enjoy... A period of the unknown, yeah. and then a sharp pain. Mm-hmm. I'd rather know exactly when.
2: I was talking to um, a friend who, who, whose wife, um, they just had the first uh, baby via caesarean section, mm. and you know when 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 it, when, cesarean, when they do caesarean section, they, they, the 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 mum is conscious but um, anesthetized from what the waist down chest down body yeah body um yeah that's not gonna start buzzing is it
1: i think so okay nope nice sorry about that guys just adjusting
2: uh yeah so so she's awake and they've got the curtain um across her chest or just under her neck so she can't see um below it and they were just chatting so just to keep her mind off it they were chatting away and they were, like, wondering when it was going to start. And they were laughing about, you know, a friend who did something silly. And then the, the surgeon, midwife, whatever, went, oh, there's your baby. And they didn't even... oh Yeah. Imagine that. Like a magic trick.
1: They didn't even know they'd started and already, whoop, uh, here's your baby. What's this in your ear? <laughs> it's your newborn <laughs> child. Whoa! <laughs> That's... I would feel... Would I feel hard done by... I know what where's you mean. The magic? Where's the magic? Yeah, where's the build-up? Where's the sense of occasion? If you had a card trick, no matter how amazing the card trick was, you'd still feel disappointed if the guy was like, choose a card, okay, shuffling it, look at the window, it's in the window. It's a 4 of uh, clubs. Okay, next card trick, you'd be like, all right, all right, just slow down, let me enjoy it. This might not yeah. be any fun for you, sir, anymore, yeah. but um, this is my first time being having my mind blown. Yeah. I've always I've always thought about that, that
2: that medicine has a sense of theater about it, even though it's Literally. a pure yeah even Burp. though it's a you know a pure pretty pure science. Do you think different medical practitioners professionals have a sense of theater about them and they're like they appreciate the way they they reveal that the hearing device works or yeah is or, that here's th- your baby hada do you think there's some midwives who have a certain panache when they reveal the baby. Yes, they
1: they, they hold it the way that all of the animated furniture holds up platters in Beauty and the Beast. Platters? Oh, right. Platters, you know, big silver trays, serving dishes. Okay, okay, That kind of flourish of... All right. You know, those illustrations of French waiters.
2: Yes, like they're reaching for God in that painting. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Um, And maybe the baby is on a big dish.
2: (laughs) I'd love my, uh, my baby to be presented to me on a dish with a, co- a, co- a kosh. Yeah, exactly. Is it a kosh or a Closh Over the top.
1: swunk, There you are. swing. And it's also, it's got the lettuce around it. <laughs> like in a cartoon.
2: Yeah, that'd be funny.
1: I used to know a guy who would make um, sandwiches for himself that looked like sandwiches from a Pixar film. Oh, great. Like a, an olive and a toothpick down the middle. Maybe he even did do that once. But I mean, that just that perfect, like, white, very, very plain white bread that's thicker than you'd think. Yeah. A big lettuce leaf. A yeah. big slice of tomato. Yeah. You know, like, it's all just these, like, obvious, like, visi- vis- visible from the side ingredients. Yeah, sure.
2: A whole fish. I, I remember watching cartoons on skin, and, like, sandwiches would have whole fishes in them. Yeah. And I think, well, I better get ready for adult life where you have whole fishes in a,
1: a sandwich. <laughs> Chew a fish's skull (laughs) when you want a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And always like um, higher quality ham in cartoons. Mm. It's always sliced from an actual ham. It's never just a pink square.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's from an actual gammon with a leg bone.
1: Mm. Yeah, totally. Imagine the decadence of it all. Um, Here's a question for you, Phil. I need to throw away a pan. How do I throw away a pan? Oh, it's your... You like that pan? It doesn't non-stick anymore. Oh, no. It, you said this was the stickiest episode. And by God... Well, here you go. Glue gum glue. The that, pan's gone glue gum glue. The pan is glue gum... <laughs> God. The pan is... <laughs> the pan is glue gum glue. Now. So, yes. Yes, I, I don't know. Cause- how you get rid of a pan? Is it legal?
2: Yeah it it doesn't feel right putting something like that in a bin does it but at the same time it w- it, it
1: seems beyond recycling it would feel as mad as like binning a laptop
2: i want to look up really how do you get how do you get rid of pans how do you dispose of a pan how, how do you dispose do of pan
1: you dispose of go to the woods pan. and kill him and hang him up by his goat legs i suppose nice burp, burp, burp. pots and
2: pans can't be recycled from home mm. but if they're in good condition you can donate them to charity or pass them on using platforms like oleo FreeCycle, or gumtree to name just a few if they're beyond use recycle them at your local household waste recycling center
1: but I think that that's next door
2: the recycling center
1: yeah it's, it's literally there well, that's great yeah but I can't they, you, there's no like foot traffic so you as in you
2: don't know if you can actually go in there
1: no, I know you can't. They don't want people walking there with a load of shit. Right. You you'll have to make like an appointment. I think so, but for one pan, one fill. pan. You, you're gonna
2: have to now like build up Ugh. unusable pans. I'm
1: gonna have to really cook a lot of glue gum glue <laughs> and get some sticky stuff ready. Yeah. Some gloop. Yeah. I'm gonna have to make a lot of glazed things. Glue gum glue glaze. Yeah. What else fucks up pans?
2: Oh, oh, um, like just like scouring it with um, steel wool, a steel wool, mm-hmm. and metal utensils. Oh God,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. it's a solid metal spatula. Yeah, terrifying thing to see. Yeah, unless everything else is solid metal, like those um, skillet perverts. Oh yeah, on the internet.
2: Um, how much time do we have left?
1: In t- uh, two minutes, for this episode. No, just before
2: correspondence. Oh, okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. In that case, um, I think you should just wear it as a hat. Wear it as a hat. Wear it is as a hat. It's a like, good neck so exercise.
1: Don Quixote helmet. Yeah. Use it I to mean, carry. It's, it's pretty
2: solid. We're looking at it now. It's pretty solid. Deep pan.
1: Hmm. Mm. I, I never know how many, uh, how how deep my eggs are gonna go. How deep are your eggs?
2: Are your eggs how deep are your eggs?
1: Um, Speaking of um, eggs and things that we lay, and therefore things we create, also please do come see me fifteenth of June, Leicester Square Theatre. Yes, it would be your last chance to see that show. Leicester Square Theatre. Leicester Square Theatre. Yeah, last chance to see that show in London um, ever, and. It's the show that I did at Soho Theatre that sold out that I talked about on here. And it's the show I did last Edinburgh Fringe. It's not new. It's If you've seen the one at Soho, then that's the same one. Basically. Mm-hmm. But it's in Leicester Square Theatre. Uh, and this is
2: the one you're taking on tour in the autumn?
1: N- the one on tour will be a mixture. Oh, okay. Of the old and the new show, because one follows necessarily from the other. Nice. So if you are thinking, oh, I'll just see autumn, it won't be this. Anyway. Okay. Um, and see Phil on tour. Yes. And I might wear the pan if we if we sell out Leicester Square Theatre for my show. I'll wear the pan. This is it, guys. If we sell Pierre <laughs> out,
2: he will have to wear a pan on his head during mm-hmm. the whole show, like a breakfast beggar. You like a breakfast beggar of of old. You know, you want to see that.
1: I like the breakfast beggar character.
2: Yeah, I've, I've he's grown on me.
1: I like him a lot over this
2: last half, half hour. <laughs>
1: Um, Um, We should do some correspondence.
2: Yes, let's talk to them. Let's listen to them. What do they have to say?
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
1: We have an email from, how do they sign off, Suzanne. Suzanne, what's the plan? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Dear PNP. Nice. mm -hmm. Your discussion of spectrum issues and the unnecessary use of how are you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and how it's a lie. Right. Reminded me of my 15-year-old son. Ah, uh, similarly, a high functioning spectrum inhabitant who also learned to talk early with no developmental problems whatsoever. He has, however, had to learn social codes that others seem to absorb automatically. Yes, yes. Yes, it all sounds very familiar. This has meant that, how are you, is his opening gambit at every opportunity, sometimes several times within one text conversation. Oh. In my head, I want to respond, I am fine, the same as I was two minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> He hasn't quite learned that it's a form of social grease rather than a genuine inquiry. Yeah, it's, a, it's
2: right. So what's happening is he's like he's not he's, he's going. He, have he's not ban- receiving a satisfactory answer to,
1: or just thinking better add some more grease, <laughs> or, or 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 just thinking oh, did I ask it enough? I don't yeah. Know. If if something doesn't make sense to you, then its application won't make sense either. Yes, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> Therefore, my automatically reciprocated question elicits the usual endless teenage complaints of tiredness, annoying teacher's boredom, and his anticipation of the latest Elden Ring DLC. Mm. Um, I need to teach him that fine thanks is all that's really needed. Illogical. (laughs) Now I'm stuck between agreeing that the whole irritating unnecessary opener should be abolished and approving of it as an easily learnt, if overused trope of social interaction for those with autism. Yes, that is a bind. It reminds me very much of Pierre, an interest in war and weaponry. Ask him about the trebuchet. I like this boy. (laughs) And a deep knowledge of Anglo-Saxon, Norse and Celtic history. That's my degree. Wow. This guy. This guy sounds like a young you. He's a young me. Wow. That's a great Simpsons joke. where They've got Woody Allen there Mm -hmm. writing uh, fortune cookie uh, messages. Oh, yeah. And there's a guy. He's like a young me. And Woody Allen's like, are you kidding? Young me was a hack compared (laughs) to this guy. Oh, i don't understand chinese fortune cookies as in like the great writer of them he's referencing was called yong mi oh
2: oh i see, I see, yeah, I see. yeah
1: yeah don't overthink it <laughs> weird to think that woody allen was in the simpsons but then they let elon musk in anyway we have not yet discussed jacking it and i hope it remains that way <laughs> he loudly announces every time he is going for a poo And we get a post-toilet analysis. (laughs) So he's surely a future pod (laughs) pod. Gosh, I mean, this sounds so much like Pierre. I don't loudly announce, (laughs) Bruce. I whisper it into the ear of passing waiters.
2: I don't loudly. I've never seen you so defensive about something.
1: No, I would never loudly announce. If anything, I slink away like an elephant finding a place to pass away (laughs) deep in the jungle. Um, His father is also on the spectrum, and given the history of autism terminology, it will forever be known to us as Nazi burgers. Nazi burgers, Asperger's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Nazi burgers is funny. I did a a jokes only a neurodivergent person can tell thing for Channel 4 Online. Oh, yeah. And they cut my favorite joke, which was, um, you can't say Asperger's anymore because of its historical and, you know, fascist associations that people deem it offensive. Um, so I propose we rename it Mugabe syndrome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow! Why didn't they I know to, why, why didn't did they in? put that
1: in? It certainly would have driven engagement.
2: <laughs> Mugabe syndrome. <laughs>
1: yeah, I would love to say to people, "I've got Mugabe syndrome." <laughs> um, do you remember Mugabe's mustache? Was it a bit Hitler-esque? Very yes, it, but it was only in the
2: in the dip. In the, what is this called? The plenarum or something. The flerum. Plenum, plenum Something like that. Yeah. It was only in between, there, though. Between the top lip and the nose, a little groove. It was like he
1: was worried about shaving it.
2: Right. Right, they might nick himself.
1: Mm. Mm. It was just in there. little one, thin Very one. Odd. An odd man. I think quite an odd guy, actually. <laughs> when I think about it. Sorry if there are any Zanu PF members listening. What's Zanu PF? His political party. Oh. What does PF stand for? People's Front, I think. Yeah. Typical.
2: Yeah, a front is never a good... They're never a good sign when your government's called something, there's something front.
1: If if so, if you have to tell me that you're the people something and I'm in the people, mm. I worry. Because <laughs> I should really have heard of it already. Yeah. If so it's I'd, for me. So
2: it's for that reason that I don't trust. I never, never trusted the village people. <laughs> <It's> like,
1: <laughs> oh. Zanu VPF. <laughs> Zanu Village People's Front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know revolutionary uh, dock worker aside from the native american chieftain mm. they're all jobs that are typically associated with sort of revolution and
2: right right yes like the const- workers of the world unite construction kind of worker unionized heavily unionized the people the village people
1: sailor yeah cop yeah i think you've un- you've decoded it anyway Um, I used to worry, this is the sincere bit, I used to worry that the odd, smart, funny, weird little library boy would not find his place in the world. He's too clever to get school support, but too idiosyncratic to fit into the hellscape of secondary school. Mm. Yeah, tough. They only give you the support if you're failing. Right,
2: right, right, right. It's all
1: about the grades, baby. Yeah. Yeah, however, the more I see successful neurodivergent people in the world, the more hopeful I feel. I should have praised redacted that bit, but never mind. Pierre, can you please read it in a funny voice if the sincerity is uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the, my funniest voice, do you think?
2: Um, you could do Marjorie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: you could do um, Elvis. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. However, the more I see successful neurodivergent people in the world, the more hopeful I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's pretty good. That's really good. Pro neurodivergence, Elvis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: I think that's what he'd be if he's still alive.
1: Do you think? Yeah. Elvis comes out as what ADHD? Maybe that's why he likes so much medication.
2: He did. He's looking
1: for Ritalin. If he just had some Ritalin.
2: Yeah. I reckon he'd come out as ADHD for sure. Yeah. That's that's the sexy one now.
1: It's sexier than autism. That's for damn sure. It
2: is. Yeah, that's for damn It's sure. high energy.
1: Mm. It means you're fun, ADHD. It's it's more charismatic. Yeah. It implies, if anything, too much sociability. Yeah. Um. I have a much more amusing story of a blocked toilet and subsequently shitting into an Ocado plastic bag. Bit of sophistication there. But that can wait. Anyway, hope you're well. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Suzanne. Thank you, Suzanne. Appreciate Very it. Very nice message from Suzanne there. Yes. Um. And, yes, interesting... It's interesting, isn't it? You're never sure if talking about this stuff has a positive effect. You're often told it is, mm. but you're often told it by people whose job is to talk about it. So you sort of go, "Well, it's not like I don't think I'm." A, it's not that I think that they're corrupt and have a vested interest, but of course they'd think it is what I mean.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I, no, I think I like, think there's, it's,
1: there's nothing more important than flexibility," said the gymnastics teacher. And you go, "Okay, but your life is this, so."
2: Yeah, that's right. I I think there is uh, value to it, to hearing other people think the way you do, and that you aren't you know strange. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's different from because I I do find it a bit obnoxious the way the, so popular mental health talks about say depression, where it's like we need to talk about it, it's okay to cry, and it's just all a bit performative, and and it's to do with you know. A mental imbalance that that should be uh attended uh, to by a professional whereas being sort of autistic or on the spectrum is just it's not you know it's just a way of living it's just a way of being
1: well it's a neuro it's a neurotype yes um yeah it's a lens as opposed to a there's no pill for it i'm afraid um I'm just looking because we've got this from Reese, and amazingly, he did send. Reese has sent. He says, "Well, Reese has sent us maybe by pure coincidence the very pregnant horse advert thing." He sent it four days after that episode came out. Oh, the
2: the the fake. Uh... Horse keeps. Keep hug-
1: I'll read it out. Horse keeps hugging pregnant woman. When uh. doctor looks at ultrasound, he calls the police. I hate this. I hate this. It's so it. grim. But he sent us some ones that we didn't uh, see. So he says on the topic of what is essentially the tat of digital marketing, of the digital marketing world. Here are some I saved a few months back. I always had the feeling this town has one. The town that they're referring to in the adverts has one vet who doesn't quite understand reproduction and one increasingly exasperated police officer, <laughs> Koji. So the other ones he sent us is um, this is a similar one. This is interesting. Tiger refuses to stand up. <laughs> okay.
2: Refuses. Yeah.
1: No. Just sh- shakes his head. Uh, no. Tiger refuses to stand up. When vet sees ultrasound, he calls the police. Oh, <laughs> well, there's vet as the police on speed dial. <laughs> That's what Reese is saying that the, the, all these professionals don't understand reproduction. <laughs> there's a bunch of small tigers and the tiger is <laughs> horrible. They're squirming. <laughs> Police this tiger
2: think. has swallowed some small tigers. Please, officer, put the tiger in tiger jail.
1: Please. The, the tiger's only... We only have one tiger. <laughs> no, this is going four? <laughs> Three and one? So that's a good one. And the tiger is obese, the one in the picture. Oh, uh, yuck. It's, it's like bloated.
2: A bloated tiger.
1: Maybe pregnant, but I don't know. And then um, another classic that we've seen before. Bowels, colon. Yeah, pun not intended. Nice bowels, colon—a simple trick to empty them completely. <laughs> now we talked about it when it was just like a picture of some bananas with some sh- some gloop on them or something. Um,
2: oh
1: yeah, there's something with bananas.
2: There's always some some new mystery food that will sort out a health problem, and they, it always
1: looks fucking weird and upsetting. Well, what are these? This looks like uncooked white intestine sausages. Mm. Like what is that? Oh uh, yeah.
2: But so, what they've gone for there is they're sort of in sausages that look like bowels. So, they're trying to make trying to combine the two elements of the story into a single image. It seems, and you go, Wait, are those the bowels or are those what you eat? Or is that the trick? Is that the trick? I hate
1: these pictures, I hate them. They really, they really the robot or whoever is really good at picking a perfectly disconcerting image.
2: It's it's interesting because, like, the story, the headline promises something great but the image is always something quite gross yeah and is it trying to like is it a sort of two-pronged attack on the human sense of curiosity
1: yes and you're sort of going of both hope and freak show <laughs> yeah you go, there's a cure for something but also demons are real yeah yes i'm trying to look, find the screenshots that i sent you guys you and paul who's paul paul the tour Paul, the wonderful tour manager. Who we call Paul the Tour. Here it is. Oh, it's, why is that wobbling? Because ah, I wobbled mine. Oh, dear. Hmm. Um. Boy, brackets, ten. Oh, God. Yeah, I like this one. Boy, ten. <laughs> As if people are going, boy, well, how old is the boy? How old are boys? H- how am I supposed to know how old boys are? Boy, ten. Oh. Boy, ten, thinks he saves... In quotes, dog. Oh no, yeah. Boy, Ten, thinks he saves dog. When he sees what it is, he turns pale. <laughs> I like And I, you has got a picture of like a dog, right? Yeah, it's like a white dog in some water looking up. Like I, it's been rescued from a rock pool. I mean, it looks like a dog. Yeah, and you're supposed to look at it and go, if that's not a dog, what is it? Oh God. And it's like a horrible shaved bear or something. It's, it makes your imagination... I'll say this for these guys. They make your imagination run wild. I mean, wild. I do want to know what the story is now. I want to know. Very few news stories describe past in-the-moment reactions of people.
2: Yeah. Boy. He turns pale. He turns pale. Well, it's it's meant to be like a storytelling device. So when I did The Moth, which is this sort of storytelling podcast from America, they're always like, the rule is you have to tell the story in present tense. Yeah. So I'm 10 years old, and I do my first per- performance of Bully. But, and I think the idea is that it makes the listener more present. and it's, the, yeah. the, 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 the It feels like the story's happening now, and so you're more invested.
1: Yeah, but it was so unsettling to see a headline that says, when Charles sees what he's going yeah. to wear for the coronation, he can't stop smiling. Ah. Get, <laughs> <"Ooh>, <laughs> what? Why? And it's just the crown. <laughs> and you go, oh, okay. I mean, I clicked on it. And then the other one I sent you was, it's a picture of Lou Ferrigno, the original Hulk.
2: Oh, yeah, from the TV show in the, what, the 70s? Yeah, 70s and
1: 80s. Yeah. With the kind of sad, whistly tune at the end.
2: It was before before CGI, so it just had to be a big guy. Who they painted. Painted green.
1: Yeah, and get, put but a Did wig he on. also
2: play Dr. Banner, or did someone else play Dr. Banner, who turned into Ferrigno?
1: Ooh. Ferragno? I don't know. I guess I, think women, I don't know. huh no. But it's a picture of him from that era looking shredded yeah, and smiling. It's like a press shot. And it says, brackets, images, close brackets. Lou Ferrigno turned 71. Try not to throw up when you see him.
2: (laughs) 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 That's so mean. Try not to throw up. I mean, how bad can he look? That's the thing. You just
1: go, throw up. Click.
2: Yeah presumably he's just an old man he looks like an old man yeah who he's, isn't as in shape as he used to be they're
1: targeting old people who even know who lou frigno is yeah but i guess even a, a gen Zer would look and go
2: throw up Ugh, yuck
1: i'm clicking this
2: i hate these things they're
1: really there's something evil about them and i'm not sure what it is
2: they're the on, for me they're the online equivalent of a neon sign saying girls 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 yeah. I mean the internet has that as well, but they're yeah. not they're not they, it isn't on otherwise. Not you know like mainstream
1: websites. This these pop-ups yeah. should not be on like news websites. They're even on like The Onion. Really? If you scroll down on The Onion, not loads of them, like not truly crazy ones, but fairly crazy <laughs> ones. Like I did screen grab some. I hate them. <laughs> Here we go. Waitress uses sign to not eating child before man arrested. Wait, what? Waitress uses sign. So it's a, a CCTV image of like a kid who's like not eating at a table.
2: Yeah. Oh, but and he's like shrouded. He's got a. Yeah. And he's like shrouded. Baseball and, hat on, and, and he's a, wearing a dark shirt. And you can't actually make out his face.
1: Yeah, and it's a picture of a sad, harrowed-looking waitress holding up a sign saying, "Do you need help?" So it's implying kidnapping or something. And then we've got the classic cardiologist: too much belly fat. Do this before bed. Yeah. And it's that one we've seen before. It's like a
2: textbook illustration of...
1: Well, no, he's putting orange powder into a glass and stirring it. I've seen that one for bowels, too. Which is it, internet? Heart or bowels? What's
2: the one under Plastic surgeon?
1: Plastic surgeon's furious. This DIY method removes dark spots like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like crazy. This DIY... But it's a woman brushing her nose with a toothbrush and toothpaste. And it's a woman who looks a bit like Kim
2: Kardashian, but it isn't.
1: Yeah. Do this before bed and watch your belly shrink. Okay. And it's a glass bottle filled with pickles. Ugh. And belly fat removal without surgery in Wolverhampton. The price might surprise. <laughs> At least there's some tempering your expectations. The price might, the price might surprise. surprise you. Unless you're already very well informed about belly fat in, in, in Wolverhampton.
2: Which, in which case, your guess is
1: probably on Good on as, as ours. Yeah. Well, thank you, Reece. Um Thanks, Reese.
2: Oh, I didn't see. Didn't do a rhyme for Reese. Oh, yeah. Um, Reese, um, this one weird trick removes belly crease. Good stuff. Thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and before we go to the VIP area, it's been uh, a tough week for 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 myself and for you as well, and for a lot of us in comedy because we lost a good friend of ours, Adam Brace, who was my director for years. Yes. And a friend of mine as well, obviously.
2: Yes. Um, um
1: died very suddenly. Um and very young. Very young. A real a really tragic loss. I've I've posted about it, but I thought I'd say here, because he was a listener, he liked Bud Pod. He would talk to talk to me about it and particular sketches and things. But yeah, he was great, so Yeah. Um Thanks Adam, we miss you, man. And uh you've gone too soon. Yeah, I much loved him and his family. Yeah. Yeah to uh, to Becca and Nikki and everyone. Um, Okay, guys, thank you very much for listening. And if we don't see you on tour, we will see you next week.
2: Yes, yes, on the Patreon app, uh, app. Bye. Bye.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.